Hey. Yo. That was, so, that was such a, gen, a gentle yo. I'm just, I've had a week, dude. I've had a real I, week. I feel that. I've uh, I've worked late so many nights this past week and then uh, like the week before. And I'm going to be working late uh, probably a few nights next week. So I'm what? just, I'm tired. What is attributing to this if you can talk about it? Yeah, not. yeah. It's, it's the start of the semester and oh, okay. I just have, I technically have like, two jobs that I do and so both are just demanding like a lot from me right now um we've like rolled out a new system for things that I'm like trying my best to like keep on top of but because obviously it's new right like there's kinks that need to be ironed out and sure because a lot of people take things personally I need them to all read the fucking four agreements and please commit to like agreement number two don't take things personally they like come back at me and they like are screaming at me for things that are just like human mistakes like that come with just like any process or right? any transition to a process like will not ever be flawless like it will never be uh perfect and they've just like i woke up to like over 50 emails today of just being like oh. screamed at not all of them were bad like i really do always appreciate like the ones that like acknowledge that this is a difficult time or that it's just like a really stressful time Right. And really like appreciate and value what you're doing. Um, but then you have some that are just like coming for like your professionalism. Are like, these emails from other admin people at your No, no, no. No, it's your students. Oh fuck all the way off with that <laughs> shit. Yo, yeah, no, you it's... you're so I bet you you can tell them to fuck off, right? No, I I mean I so I had a moment today, a few moments today that I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? Like I'm a big fan of killing people with kindness where I like kind of just like ignore that they were assholes to me in an email. And then I just kind of respond as like, you know what? Like, I really appreciate your passion behind all of this. Like, let me be the first to say that, like, I'm happy to collaborate with you on this. Like, let's figure out a solution for us together. And they are so much more like you could, they almost become overly kind in that next like email because they realize like, oh, I was a douchebag who have reacted and she is just genuinely being kind and does want to help. Like they come down almost like several pegs and then realize like, Oh, like I was an asshole. That's what I find most of the time. I, I wish I were, my sister's in a similar administrative position in, uh, with, with Brooklyn college. But, um, I wish that those were the type of asshole emails I was getting from students, not because you can kind of, clap back at them because you can but i get understand it's basically what i'm saying what you're doing is correct and i am not uh i mean that i mean if they were assholes back to that kind response then i would put them in check real motherfucking quick like i'd be like you need to fucking watch your tone because if you want someone to fucking help you you don't come for their fucking throat that is not how we get what we want in this life girl yeah you don't need to tell me i i've been doing in something in that facility for quite some time. But I, what I was going to say is I don't have, like, I feel like I, cause that's generally the way I, I typically approach things as well when someone's trying to get, and it is just when you work for a bigger company, that's not, you know, like a, like you're not dealing with students, you're dealing with mm-hmm. like just people. Clients out in the and world. customers. Yeah. It sucks so much because you can't just, um, 
you know, I would love after like my kind response of when they continue to get riled up to just be like, yo, fuck you. Like this is, I'm trying to help. You need to listen to what I'm saying right. or nothing's going to get done. Honestly, like, uh, God, the culture we, will never get sure. to that point. But that's honestly what some people need. Some people need to be smacked. That's oh, not, yeah. <laughs> that's I'm just- not saying that I want to do that to everybody, but I just. Oh, no. You know. Some people do need to be punched right in the fucking esophagus but (laughs) not even literally just like you need to be like you do like you know also you remember what it was like being a student right like yeah like a really evolved student leader like that was your whole world that was your whole life and if anybody tried to maybe not like threaten it or like undermine it or just or maybe not accurately represent it like we became assholes so like I'm just trying to be like, I'm trying to empathize with that. And so, yeah, I, I often kind of enjoy when they're over nice in the response because I'm like, ooh, I made you feel like shit. Like now I feel good. Like I made yeah. you feel like shit because I was so kind to you, even though like you were probably, they were probably expecting the response of like, you need to calm the fuck down. Like it is not that serious. You can't talk to me. Like, right. Like they yeah. probably want that response and I'm not going to give it to them. And I think that's just like, Again, in general, I I really genuinely believe you can kill people with kindness. Do I always uh, practice that? Probably not. Um, Anybody who's been in a car with me, (laughs) especially on the Belt Parkway, knows that's not true. Um, But, like, it's it's been just so stressful mentally, like, playing that, like, ping pong game, so to speak. It's exhausting. Oh, my God. It's the worst. I fucking hate it. But, you know, what does give me hope, though, is that the fact that your students are so ready to, like, chill out when someone oh, yeah. is trying to you know work for them like mm-hmm. at least that's nice you know like oh yeah and I I also focused really hard on the ones that acknowledged right off the bat how stressful this process is like they were so like I tried really hard not to focus on like the ones that try to like attack me personally right like I just focus on the ones that acknowledge like you know what this is really difficult what you're managing alone on top of your other like responsibilities is a lot so I just focused on the positive ones and just again like I I practice what I'm preaching here and I was trying very hard not to take what they were saying personally and just kind of just rised above it and just because honestly even if I did respond that way that wasn't going to help me get what I need from them either sure you know and like ultimately that's I, I need this to be like this specific project, like these specific reports to be over with so that I can just like move on with my semester. Right. Like because I have all these other responsibilities piling up and I just need them to work with me. So I kept like emphasizing the importance of collaboration. And yeah, they seemed a lot. Ni- they were a lot nicer once they respond. But yeah, that's a mental fucking hockey game, because the second I read an email that's like coming for my life. Uh, yeah, of course my first fucking response is who the fuck do you think you are? Like, let me introduce you to some fucking dose of reality and let me just assault you with my words. But that's when I, we need to step away from the computer. Um, but I also think that like that gut response is very Brooklyn of me. Like, yeah, that is typically, I was having a discussion with a coworker basically saying like, I don't let anybody talk to me that way, like in real life. So Mm -hmm. But I realized, like, that doesn't really do me any good at work because work is not real life, I feel like. It's not, though. It's not. Think about like, what you, what you exhausting. just eat in the name of a paycheck. Right. Eat so I can eat. 
Oh well, yeah, but that's what do you what do you eat so you can eat? <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, what do you eat so you can eat? Like what do you? That is essentially, yeah. essentially take lying down so that you can just make your life a little bit easier in like the actual real world. Your rent, your bills, your dues, um, fees, registration, car registration. I just got a fucking car registration that came in the mail today, and I was like, you fuckers. But it's fine. We're we're good. Um. I've actually been thinking that that Brooklyn instinct in me. I think I might I mentioned this to you before. Is like, lately I've just been reflecting on like how will my children know to be like I don't know have like a spine without because <laughs> well, they weren't raised in Brooklyn. Like I think of what like how much Brooklyn give, gave me right like that grit, that resilience, like things that you and I have talked about, like that like we associate so strongly with New Yorkers, and I'm like. Are, are they gonna are they gonna be able to like are they gonna have those things like well okay so that's a nature versus nurture thing right so yeah. i would say some of that comes from will will come from you like hereditary um and, <laughs> God help them. and i i guess then you've already made your decision that you don't want to raise your kids in the city I, but i but i mean maybe maybe not like maybe a city but definitely not like brooklyn or new york like it's it's you know it's not the same that we i mean in the same as in it's not as dangerous because yeah i don't think it's as dangerous (laughs) and that might be a good thing well yeah but also like like i don't know maybe we should i don't know any kids that live in brooklyn anymore really but like it's sad isn't it do y'all have to like still grow up with like Halloween initiation gang night letters being sent home. All right. Like, I mean, those things, like, I don't know. I just think of how much of, like, you had to toughen up so quickly. And, like, and I would argue that obviously I still have my, um, I still have, like, I still have a soft side, right? Like, the example I just used with, like, what's going on with work. Like, I still have a soft side. Like, I know when to use my toughness, but I don't know if my, I don't know, my, like, do I, ha- do I have to live in Brooklyn for my children to then learn that? Or is Brooklyn no longer even the place for them to get that? I think you can just treat them like you are a... <laughs> like a- <laughs> I was just going to say, you could just treat them like everybody that lived in the neighborhood. Um, my dad has this great story. Uh, <laughs> just like pretend to mug them off when they come off. Yeah, the I, w- I was going to say that. <laughs> like... Like, you could do things like that. Like, if they forget, like, or if they leave the house with their backpack, just, like, with their backpack open, just go in there and pull some stuff out. And then when they get to school and they realize they don't have their books, you can, uh, you know, and they're calling you at home being like, Yo, that's a great idea. You could be like, well, she did something stupid and didn't check her bag this morning. Looks like she got robbed. (laughs) Or, like, if you, like, left money on the table for them or you see that they, like, carelessly put it away or something like that. You could just yeah. be like, mine now. My mom threw my shoes in the garbage once um, because I put them somewhere. <laughs> I was like, where are my sneakers? I was like a kid. And she was like, why don't you check the garbage? Were they where they're supposed to be? And I'm like, no. And then there they were in the fucking garbage. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to train my roommate uh, like that once. I lived with this dude. And he was just, um, he was just leaving shit everywhere that like really pissed me off because me and Christina used to do all the cleaning. And one time he left a bowl on the counter. He bought, first of all, let me preface this with, he went to like a street fair in Astoria and bought a uh, juicer 
from 1985. Like, in the sense that it weighed like 25 pounds, okay? It was impossible to move. And it was like not easy to move around. Like, it's not something you just like pick up and put somewhere, right? right? You need like both hands to lift it. And if you dropped it, you would certainly break your toes. So let's, let's start with that. Second of all, because it was a juicer from the 80s, It was one of the ones where you put stuff in. And, like, I don't own a juicer now, so maybe they're all like this, but they're fancier. (laughs) But (laughs) Watchy actually owned a juicer from, like, last year. Well, it was a few years ago. But, like, it was, like, like, the hottest, like, most, like, state-of-the-art, like, fresh off the press. So he when you juice, when you put stuff in it, it has, like, that little nozzle in the front that spits out all, like, the 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 garbled mush. And it looks like like diarrhea honestly that's what it looks like anyway you mean the juice no there's the juice oh, part the and then the guts. The guts. yes yeah, yeah yeah no that's actually all the fiber i know he's a fucking idiot anyway <laughs> he's not he's i mean he was but he's a good dude but anyway so he um he would like put a bowl underneath the spout that spit out like the fiber the good parts mm-hmm. um and he would collect in this bowl and then he would fucking leave the bowl on the counter for like days. So Ew, didn't you get like fruit flies? Yeah, it was gross. So, and then when you wash the bowl, like it's it, at one point it still had like a stain there. So he kept doing it. He kept doing it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking throw this whole bowl away. And the next time he's looking for the fucking bowl, it's not going to be there. And soon we'll have no plates. And then he'll just, <laughs> That was my brilliant method to teach him to stop doing that. When he comes to me going, where are the bowls? Like, or where all the plates go? And I'm like, why don't you check the trash? Because you fuck it. Oh, my God. Anyway, that didn't didn't work. work. No, it didn't work. (laughs) Long story short, it was a terrible idea. We had nothing to eat off of for the next two years. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. No, I stopped doing it after I think I threw away two bowls. If Christina ever listens to this, she's going to be so angry knowing that I was throwing away (laughs) some Would Quadra be like one of her grandmothers? Like, no, no, no. I was going to say, to be fair, though, it wasn't, uh, we didn't buy these plates. They were left there, I think, by a previous roommate mm-hmm. who just did not want to bring them with him back to his home state. So, fair. Okay. Then I guess we'll allow it. But that's, that's really fucking funny. Yeah. I feel like that's what I definitely need to start. Like, I need to start thinking of ways, like, how am I going to do that to my kid? Which actually makes sense because I do feel like my brother does that to his kids. Like a little bit like he like fucks with them a little bit but it's like to kind of like teach them those lessons so i guess in a way as my mother would say like even though i'm not in brooklyn anymore like brooklyn's still within me so i could just like make sure my kids have that from there yeah i mean i, I don't know I'll, i guess a lot of people don't really raise their kids in the city anymore right like do we know anybody I well i feel like well not no one we know but i do feel like a lot of people do like oh that's good because you know my sister's already talking about she's gonna move out of the city once she has kids and you know move she gonna move to jersey no no no. she i I think she was saying that they might go upstate you know his family is up there so um so she's not like leaving new york state but she you know um doesn't know if she wants to stay in the city so i was got to thinking about it and i'm just like how many people actually raise their kids in the city i i I think it's popular i'm i'm not planning on having children so i'm gonna be a cool gay aunt but I, a wonderful one you will be. Thank you. It's like I, the uh, number one thing you think you'll t- you'll teach all your nieces and nephews. Oh God, I don't even know. I uh, I if I'm living in California still, then I want them to be able to like run away here uh, when they get older. 
And then if I'm living back in New York, I'll probably be living in the city. So I want them to be able to run away to New York. <laughs> It'll be much easier too. Like I want them to experience the city. I don't know. I just finished reading uh, Love Goes to Buildings on Fire, oh. uh, the five years that changed music forever in New York City. And it was 1973 to 1977. Oh. Um, and it was also obviously the most dangerous period in New York. But like- Sure was. So much music and stuff happening. I just want them to be able to experience like, I mean, I don't, who knows what it's going to be like after all this, but like, you know, so many places closed and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, uh, I would say, I don't know how far you're planning on going, but I would <laughs> say trips to the city would behoove them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I I don't think I'll ever not expose them to New York. Like, I don't think I could ever live or a city, right? Like, I don't think they could ever just because I also just like love cities in general. I like, love I feel, cities. Holy yeah, shit. I, I do love the energy that comes from a city. I also like the quiet too, but I do love the energy that comes from a city. Um, so I almost mm-hmm. wonder too, like, yeah, that, that's a really good idea. I think for me, at least with me, for my nieces and nephews, very similarly, like I, my priority as their aunt is to always make sure that they know what like, it also helps, right? Because I'm the youngest. Right. So I am, even though my oldest nephew is 12. I am technically closer, close in age to him, right? Like all his other uncles and, and aunts are like in their forties, like right. And I'm I'm in my thirties, right? Like so, a lot of the times, um, even his friends like will refer to me as like his like cousin. Like they don't even think I'm like his aunt because like yeah, I'll just I have no problem playing with them in the park, and I have no problem like like being in everything with them. So a lot of their friends also don't like recognize that. I am as old as I am, I guess. So I want them to know like they could always come to me like in those circumstances that they don't necessarily also feel comfortable like coming to their parents for, right? Like there's like a right. lot of things that are them. My nephew's like already like his friends are already talking about like alcohol and fucking- Jesus like, Christ. Me. I mean, yeah. what the fuck am I saying? I'm a Yeah, clown. like, come on. Like, all right, Cola. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> we did the same too. Um, but I want him to know like, Dude, you can come to me with those things. Like, God forbid you're ever, like, stranded at, like, a party somewhere. Like, I'll come pick you up. Like, I'll make sure, like, I'll like I'll help you talk to your parents, right? Like, that is – because I would, like, right? Like, very – I feel like – but, like, I feel like that was very much the environment we also grew up in. Like, with our right. parents was, like – I mean, maybe not your parents, but my parents were really good at, like, that, like, you know, we're going to respect – we're going to trust that you're going to make good choices in the event that, like – you're in a situation that's like not making you feel safe anymore. Like just call us. We can talk about it later, but we would rather you call us, right? Like whether you've been drinking or maybe like smoking or something like that, like, well, that is your parents were definitely not that way. I was going to say that is so nice that your parents were like that. My parents were not like that. My father was like the fucking hammer of Thor or Mars, whatever the Roman God is. Um, (laughs) The God of war for whatever the Roman God of war is in, in Roman mythology that that's what I want. I yeah, think it's I think it's Mars, but um, but you are allowed to come to my house. Oh well, because you're Paisan, I can always go to Paisan's house. True, true. Italians my, have my parents. Too. Yeah, it's fucking a stupid rule when you think about it, because like not, but you're good people, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but like, my parents just assumed that like all Italian kids were good, and I'm just like, okay, but wrong uh but anyway i I, I was i wasn't not good like i definitely think i definitely think like uh you started drinking before i did i did yeah i was like 15 but i um 
I, my parents were not never kind of looked at it that way. They were just kind of like, no, no, no to everything. So mm-hmm. I just straight up started lying my fucking face off every single time I went somewhere. You sure did. Uh, and that. And I was usually the- somehow involved in that lie. Or like my house was usually involved in that, that lie. Like- that caused me a lot of anxiety to the point where I like almost couldn't enjoy my beverage that I was drinking <laughs> because I was like almost. so stressed um either that or like the police like there was the police were involved a lot sometimes and I just like was always like had to be ready to run away from the police and like Mm -hmm. I just hated that like I preferred to be like in someone's home when someone's parents weren't home like drinking but no my parents never gave me that talk so I felt like I couldn't come to them with that um and so I just had to like be fancy and creative and uh yes I did tell my dad once that I was maybe not once but this was the time it came the closest to blowing up in my face but I told him I was at your house and then we because that's where he dropped me off and then we went immediately very far from your house uh we went to we went like three neighborhoods over yeah we went to Shore Road which people don't know it pull out a map of Brooklyn right now and look at the difference from where Bensonhurst is to Shore Road it is literally the tip. It's like the last stop on the train. People don't even yep. know where Bay Ridge is. Like, yep. so, and we're at the very end of it. So we're on Shore Road. Why Why were we there at night? I don't know. That's not a place you're supposed to be at night. It's I a little you. sketch. It's a little sketch, but. Uh, Major sketch. Uh, anyway, so we were down there. We were probably drinking and uh, hanging out with some other friends of ours. And my dad called me and he's like, it's going to be cold tonight. And meanwhile, I'm already outside. And he's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring your jacket. Um, And I'm like, no, no. I was like, you don't need to. It's fine. I'll just borrow something that Anna has. It's all good. Uh, And he's like, no. He's like, Christina, it's it's okay. I'm in the car already. Like, I'll just come back. And I was like, no, do not come here. (laughs) Like, totally like not being like like chill like if I wanted to make him think that I was actually not doing anything wrong I should not have panicked and immediately gotten like aggressive about it but I did and he's like eventually I think I got him to like I talked him down clearly because I was about to like I don't know what I would have done how would we have swung that like it would have been a disaster like there were no Ubers like it's not like cabs like in that part of Brooklyn cabs don't just roll around you know like no, not at um, that time. At the time, the green taxis really weren't a thing, remember? Like, the green, green taxis, ta- the yellow. Honestly, I, I don't know if this is the same for you, but when I was, uh, before I left New York, like even like the last couple of years I was there, um, I didn't really Uber anywhere. Like, I took cabs, like yellow cabs, um, and often screamed at them. And <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like I know I would agree with that. I don't, I really, I mean, maybe if I go home now, I would take an Uber way more often, but like, yeah, when Uber started to become popular. And I still lived in um, Brooklyn. I still took the yellow and green cabs. Like, I even, like, remember, like, if Kristen and I would go out in Bay Ridge, like, we wouldn't think to call an Uber if we were, like, coming home from the bar. We would just be like, oh, there's probably a green taxi outside. Like, Gre- so green the- taxi. A couple times uh, I waited for the bus, the B-16. Yeah. Yep. Um, that for those who do not know, the, the green taxi is the inter is the interborough yeah. taxis and the yellow taxis are the ones that just stay in Manhattan. Like, they don't. They don't go from borough to borough. They only go yeah. from Manhattan to the borough, and that's it. Yeah, the yellow taxis are 
sometimes they don't even want to take you to the borough when it's like oh, yeah. two in the morning and you're clearly But here's drunk. a fun fact. If you get in that taxi and you close that door, they have to take you wherever yeah. you say you're going. Another fun fact, a lot of them pulled up to me, asked me where I was going before I got in. Nope. And then when I said Queens, they drove they away. Correct. Because they know the second you get in the taxi, they they have to take you. So Rude. That is that is a little, I uh, guess, good insight and fun fact. Although I don't really know how many people are like traveling or no. going amongst New York anyway. But um, yeah, I also feel like I'm going to have to ask a really important question then, especially with the dad story is, it's a it's our famous question that we used to ask ourselves in college and all the time is, and what did we learn? <laughs> what did we learn? Oh my God. We learned to be smarter if we're going to lie. Um, <laughs> That's the we, spirit. We learned to have all our loose ends tied up. Um, yeah. No, we learned, we, we we learned, learned to-, to take the fucking jacket before you left the house. Yeah, that too. Check <laughs> what the weather. Did we learn? What did we learn? We used to ask that. Do you remember after we used to like fuck like every time one oh, of us it was fucked hysterical. Up, every time one of us fucked up and the other one knew it, literally you, me, or Kristen would be look at each other and just go, and what did we learn? <laughs> it was like the funniest and worst thing to hear. I want to bring that back. Also, <laughs> that's a possible contender for a t-shirt. We don't have merch yet. And what but, did we learn? And what did we learn? That was oh, I know why. I know why because I'm going to tell the story. Okay, I mean, it's, I yeah, it's funny now. It's funny now. It doesn't matter. As when we were in college, it was not funny. So I'm not going to say, but one of our dear friends was scared they might have been pregnant. Yes, and you and I were really, really supporting them. Uh, during their fear, although I kept telling her, I could almost assure her she is not pregnant. She needs to calm the fuck down. Like her period was maybe four days late, four or five days late. Like it All wasn't right, that. To be fair, if you've had that scare, you're, you're in that oh, yeah, headspace, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So we were calming her down and we agreed that you and I would go with her to CVS and buy her a pregnancy test or like buy a pregnancy test. <laughs> um. We decided that I think I said that no, were you the one who actually purchased it? Because she had like she was like way too scared the lady at the counter was gonna judge us, like judge her. Yeah, and I mean we weren't that young. Like we were in yeah, college. We were, yeah, we were in college. Um but yeah, I did buy it because uh did I have sunglasses? No, you I was, did it. I was I thought I, I couldn't remember if I did or didn't. I was like, if I wore sunglasses, I wasn't no. doing it. Okay. Me and this person had the sunglasses and we were like, because right. we were really close to the CVS by my house. And I was right. like, yes. I was like, but we didn't really have a car to go any further. So we were like, fuck, like, we can't buy this like this close to my house. Like, I can't do it because this lady knows me and she definitely knows my mom. Um, so you ultimately were the, were the. Um, That's right. You're right. I tribute. You were the best, but you didn't have sunglasses and me and this other person did. So we both put them on and you were like, oh, what the fuck? Now they're going to like know who I am. Like I can't, like I come back in the CVS all the time. Like what the fuck? But also like, no, no, no. Because the sunglasses, I thought I I was like, y'all are being extra. Like it's not that serious with the fucking sunglasses. Yeah, Uh, but then ultimately something happened ultimately where we looked at you and we were like, all right, Colin, what did you learn? You were like, always pack a disguise and i was like there you go like she, i think she said something to you at the counter yeah and yeah like, she did like fuck you both weren't being extra you are 100 percent accurate i should have brought a fucking sunglasses and hat like the rest of you uh so that's where the first and what did we learn 
comes from is fucking judgy cbs 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 (laughs) bitch (laughs) trying to bring down a whole news network i mean i was uh, i was tweeting at them the other day but i um (laughs) you know what else i was just that just reminded me of talking about fucking these judgy neighborhood bitches there you go your kids won't have to deal with that these judgy neighborhood bitches that work in all these stores okay uh, you, do you know the little record store on 18th Avenue, which I believe yeah, is still open? Yes, we checked. Remember, my neighbor owns that store. Oh, right. Did did I bring this up already? About I oh, went yeah. in there, and I was like, I was in town. What's the, what's the last name? Garitano. That's the name. I was did like, it's very to- Italian. It's either Galino or Garitano that own it. I can't remember. It's a great little shop. It's really cute if you want to get like stuff from Italy, like authentic stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. all imported and. Uh, you know, it's really great. So I was home for the first time uh, for Christmas after I moved. And I told my sister, I was like, oh, I want to go to the little record store. And mm-hmm. I went in there and I, y'all forgive me out there if I, I told this story in the last episode because it's quite possible. But uh, I went in there and I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to the lady in here. She's probably like a local that this will be fun. I missed this, you know, like it was fun for like literally two minutes. I ne- should never break my rule about just chatting up strangers because immediately she went into like telling me how the espresso uh, company Biglietti is going out of business in Italy because all the foreigners came to take the jobs. And I'm like, bitch, I did not like sign up for your fucking rhetoric today. Like I just was trying to be nice. And now you're going off on me with some racist bullshit. Like, Okay. Time to leave. My visit is done. This was Time a mistake. <laughs> and, then you, and then for the next two weeks, you spoke to no one else in the entire, in the entire city. <laughs> that I refused to speak to anybody. And what did we learn? And what did we learn? <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. Your parents were right. Don't talk to strangers. That's so fucking accurate. That's so fucking accurate. Yeah. Dude, those were such good times. I miss, I miss that. That was really... That was really fun. Well, I definitely feel better about the whole what my kids will and will not have now on the Brooklyn front. They also, um, I just got a switch. So it's taken me back to, because I, I, I basically only got it. I know you t- I know you play what, um, Animal Crossing? Animal, Animal yeah. Farm? No. no, Animal Crossing. Animal Farm's the book. <laughs> Would be an interesting game. Nintendo, please make that for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea. Um, but yeah, I've been... Um, playing just like because you know how you with the membership like your nintendo membership you get to download like all like yeah. old Super nintendo games and all like the original games and so i am thriving like nine and ten year old me is having the best time of her entire life but it's amazing how much i still remember like the cheats and the codes and and oh, like yeah. the, the certain like the things like oh don't forget to jump here there's like a secret hidden thing here it's like how the fuck do i remember these things your brain is weird like that like my sister and i were talking about um uh, the this game we had on PlayStation, which was like Disney Racing, um, and it was like one of our favorites growing up. We used to just race each other all the time, and like we went back and like played it uh, a couple years ago for the first time in forever, and we still knew where all like the trap doors were, like the secret parts of the course, and yeah, it's crazy. That's so wild that we remember those things, but yeah, I'm like super super fucking happy. My nephew's been like begging for a PlayStation Five, and I'm like. Actually, I shouldn't say he's begging for it. He's been saving for it. He's been doing like a lot of chores and like really, really trying to earn his own money to buy. It. I mean, because it's expensive as fuck. But um, I'm like, why would you want that when you can just play all of these amazing, awesome games? Like, 
Because the game needs to feel like it's in your living room. Hell, they fucking have the Oculus shit now. I just strapped a game to your face. Like, wait, wait, what is that? That's like the all the VR stuff that they came out with. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I can't do stuff like that because I get dizzy very easily now. Um, this is thirty. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not thirty. I, I was just telling my sister. I'm like worried that I like damaged my brain from drinking too much and like. I now is just like at my center of balance. Like the second something like sends sends me off slightly, it's just like we're dizzy. Like we need to sit down. I can't for the life of me. I I feel so bad. Like granted, we're not going to one of them anytime soon, but at amusement parks, I can't go on like the carousel anymore. <laughs> oh, and you're shit. making fun of me for being a dizzy. I know. Bitch. I know. I. Know. <laughs> you dizzy bitch um i cannot go on the carousel actually for my nieces uh i think it was her third birthday my brother had it at like one of those like indoor amusement things yeah and um i thought she wanted to go play on like this jungle gym thing which again always happy to like get in there and play with the kids right and so my brother and sister-in-law were like nah like we're not we don't want to go on that and i was like oh i'll do it i don't care like i thought she was pointing at like this like jungle gym thing and they're like you sure you want to go on that i'm like yeah why the fuck not turns out it's like one of those like roller coasters that just oh yeah roller coasters that just go in a fucking circle really really fast yeah I got off that ride and I and I couldn't say no because she was like, you're really going to go with me? Like, so fucking excited. It was her birthday. And I was like, I can't say no to her. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm Am I about to throw up at, like, a three-year-old's birthday party? Like, like all right. Yeah, sure. Like, the things you do for the ones you love. Um, I got on there. I got off there. And my brother was like, you've never looked more gray in your entire life. <laughs> I was like, guys, this is not going well. But I, uh, she was so happy, and that, I guess that made it worth it. But I was, I literally was dizzy for the next like two days. Yeah, I'm about a dizzy bitch. Like for the next two days. <laughs> I am though. Like my girlfriend and I last year for her birthday, we went to uh, Disney. It was my first time at Disney ever. Mm-hmm. Like at Disneyland, I should say. I think we went to Disney when we were kids. But mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we went to we went on the Millennium Falcon ride. And that is, like, a really great ride. I highly recommend it when the world opens again. Um, but it, it's, like, a V – it's basically, like, uh, it's a thing that shakes. Like, you don't go anywhere, but it's, like, the screen is, like, all around you. So mm-hmm. you feel like you're, you know, doing stuff. And It's, like, an immersive experience, right? Yeah, right? exactly. Like and ride. that fucking made me dizzy. It didn't even shake that much. But, like, the – the screen movement, it just, like – I don't know if it triggers, like, sense memory from – the past or if like it is just it's just too much for me now like literally everything makes me dizzy like that's a li- like i'll get dizzy when we have earthquakes here oh that's normal though that's like your whole week equilibrium is getting th- like fucking tossed out like i guess that's you, true you can't go by that all right um, we didn't we didn't but, but go yeah. to disney as kids either like we, we my parents took us when we, i think i was nine we went to disney world um which was very was like- nice it was really expensive to fly a family of six to well, yeah, uh, Florida. So, yeah. um, but my parents used to bring us like, actually, I actually, this was one of the first things that we had in common as families, which was so funny to me. Like we both used to go to Ocean City, Maryland, like every summer with our families. Yeah. And we yeah, used to like crazy. stay literally in the same spot. Like how we never kind of like cross paths really. Like that's always, always wild. Like talk about like a, like a meant to be like fate type thing, right? Like you literally were usually where i was at the exact same time but we just obviously didn't know each other yet until until high until school high school yeah yeah we were going since i was nine that's what we did after 
like my parents took us to Disney because I think they wanted to take us to Disney. And then uh, after that, my dad was like, okay, no more expensive vacations. Never um, again. Although, uh, in Maryland, as an adult, like I've gone back a few times, I'm like, this shit is really expensive. It is. As I got older, though, um, I think the last time I went was 2015 with my parents. And then um, I was like, I'm probably getting I, I would go because it's like, well, for me, it's a fucking free vacation, you know, like, um, but well, obviously also like my, you know, we got older and then my sister and I wanted to like go out to like the the club stuff. And mm-hmm. like uh, my dad was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, no, but they wouldn't even let us go like separately. So I was just like, so we would play, uh, we would stay at my cousin's house that they had there and uh, we would play uh, Mario Party on GameCube all night because my parents would go to bed like right after dinner. So I'm like, cool. I can play that on my Switch now. I, oh, dude, we got to play. Yeah, I have to download it. But yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, I'm 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 a gamer now. Tell it's, like, it's a part of my new identity. <laughs> No big deal. I'm a gamer now. I've actually said that like two or three times and uh, my roommate has just been like, please stop. She's also, she ever never had a Nintendo. Really? So she like, she, she's like watching me play these games and she has like no idea. Like my dad, my dad was real. My dad really liked Nintendo. He, uh, he had a a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo when I was a kid and he used to Mm -hmm. subscribe to the Nintendo Power magazines. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. He had, he still growing up, he had like hundreds of them. Um, but he taught me how to play Zelda when I was like four years old. And then my mom was like, maybe you don't let her like play some of those games, like get her like an appropriate game. So he bought me, uh, this Sesame street game for Nintendo. And basically it was like a simple, like matching game. Like, like the, you were looking at the front of a brownstone and the curtains would go up and you'd see big bird and then it would go down you'd see a big bird somewhere else and then you'd have to pick like remember where did you feels yeah this feels like really familiar to me right well it was at four i was like oh okay um and then i figured out that if you got it wrong the characters reactions were really funny so i would purposely get them wrong because that was funnier than like getting them right um and my mom got so angry really on brand thing of you to do oh really (laughs) Like, I feel like that is that does not surprise me. That feels very, very on brand. Speaking then, of, how is your meditation going? It's going well. Every morning, uh, we're so this week, uh, since I mentioned it from last week, I've done it every day except the weekend, just because we're my girlfriend okay. and I are usually running around on the weekends. But, uh, yep. but yeah, I start every day with it 10 minutes and yoga. Did you? Ooh, how's the yoga going? I forgot it's that good. was part of your thing. It's good. It's really good. Um, it's great for my back. I'm going to start next week. I told myself I'm going to make it a little harder. So I'm going to start one that's going to engage the core a little bit, which currently is soft like a marshmallow. <laughs> it's still beautiful. Don't forget that. No, I love um, my beautiful soft core. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm making sure again, checking in with everyone. I've also been, um, I've actually been doing pretty good on my meditation and journaling, like the the thing like I've been trying to check in and make sure that I do it at least two to three times a week. It's a muscle. It just like comes with time, especially that little soft marshmallow. It, it'll it'll strengthen up in time. Um did is, we all know the only reason I want to do this is in case someone tries to hit me in the marshmallow. I need to be made of steel. <laughs> so we love a good illusion. The old marshmallow steel switcher. <laughs> I want to be a marshmallow of steel. Um oh god I was just gonna ask you a question too about meditating oh did you do the meditation i sent you i have not but it is there 
It is so good. Oh, I forgot to share it with everyone. I'm going to do that. It was, it's so, so good. I did it again uh, last last night. No, I didn't. I didn't meditate last night. I was way too tired last night after work. Um, Might have done it the other night, and it's been really, really good. I actually did another one, um, a healing for others one. Um, this is actually pretty wild. I, I was like, oh, I have to tell Cole this because you you believe in this like spiritual shit like me. So I think you'll appreciate this. Um, so my dad, we, uh, actually haven't updated you. And now I'm going to share it with everybody else. But my dad if had you want to cut this out. No, no, no. It's totally okay. fine. Um, so my dad this week went for an angiogram on his heart. We might have to like move. Like we're trying to figure out like what next steps looks like. But um, he essentially has to have like his aortic valve replaced. He's okay. Oh like, okay. yeah, every, everything will be fine. He's, you know him. He's like. I, yeah, I know him, but you know, I. Yeah, but like even like. Like, thankfully, like, Kristen texted me and she's like, your dad's, like, the toughest guy we know. Like, he'll he'll be okay. And, like, sure, I, I'm I'm very much, like, operating. Like, of course, I was nervous. Of course, I was really, really anxious all week. Um, but, like, I do have to keep reminding myself, like, he is the toughest person I know. Like, it's going to be okay. So that's the other thing. Like, this week was so emotionally taxing and draining. Besides all of this shit with work, like, kind of just being like, oh, I wish I was home. So I eventually will go home. But to like be with them and just like make sure if he needs anything um but so i had been doing like this week i'd been doing like healing other like healing of others like a lot of what i've been reflecting on is like um how can i be of service to others like mm. um like i actually journaled i wrote it um like help me be what did i write like help me be the flame that lights the way for others yeah it's like what i kind of just like thought and i so i journaled about it um and so i decided to do a healing meditation for others and it was really 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 cool like i don't know if you've experienced this yet when you meditate but you kind of get like um like do you get like uh like you get hot or like if it tells you to like feel a white light do you like see the white light like things like I that see, i see the white light and i think i'm dying but <laughs> i uh i i do a lot of i sometimes i don't do like a guided meditation like i just put on mm. like sounds i'm more of Ooh. I think that's more of what I like to do because then I could just focus on my breath. Ooh, um, like yeah. Uh, See, I way. I struggle with that sometimes. So like I need a guided meditation here and there. Actually, I, that's not true. Sometimes I do like being by myself and just <laughs> focusing on my breath. But in the beginning, I didn't. But I like that because especially when I go to sleep, like I like to hear like the snow. The snow doesn't make sound. The like, you know, like a campfire or the ocean or the rain is really popular. Um, or s I found one thing that played me city noises, which I really enjoyed. Um, but I'm the only fucking person in the world that's like, let me meditate to the sounds of the city. Well, because what I when I'm at least at night when I'm trying to go to sleep, then I like make up my own like little story in my head, and then I next thing I know I'm asleep. <laughs> um, you know, also, but that's like the, that's the creative in you. Like you find just a way to like make like a story out of it. Right. Yeah. That's and really I've cool. tried the guided meditations when someone's talking, but then eventually I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You're making me anxious. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair. I, I like them if they have like a good focus. Like my sister's super into like the chants and the ohms. And I think, mm. I think those are cool when you're in like a group. Like if you go to like a group, like if you go to like a group yoga with like a meditation at the end because you feel the vibrations of all the ohms in the room like that's really fucking cool but like just by yourself I'm like this feels stupid um but so I was doing a guided meditation and so I was like let me do one about like healing for others and it's like you kind of had to like make like a ball in your hand like a ball of healing so to speak and like when I tell you my hands were like so sweaty it was like tripping me out I was like oh my god I could literally feel the heat in my hands it was like 
this is like this is what's like so fucking cool about meditating for those who like submitted to us that like that was like their focus for the year like this shit gets great like keep going sometimes i get lightheaded that's good that's good that's okay that means i don't know i think it means i'm breathing i'm focusing too much on breathing am i breathing wrong is am i breathing wrong i think i'm taking too many breaths (laughs) okay so and a lot of so I I did actually a prayer right before I did my meditation and I focused a lot of my prayer on like other people like on um like my loved ones like people I care about in my life like who I really feel like is struggling right now that could just like need a little bit of like a boost I guess or just like again how can I be the light or like the flame that lights the way for a lot of them um so I pulled I also did I told you I have like this um this angel card deck I showed yeah. you like the colors. Um, hold on, I'm kind of light. Here, okay. Yeah, I found it. All right, cut all that out later. Sorry. So, I immediately after I did all this prayer and whatnot, I then did like an angel card pull, and it was really really cool. And so the question I asked is like, you know, what do I need to do to be like of greater support to my loved ones this week and like, especially my dad, right? Like to help him navigate like the stresses of the week. And I, I pulled one card and it was charity. And the card was like, charity is like the, the phrase underneath it is like, um, prayer and contemplation. Mm-hmm. And then literally like it says underneath, like, this is what it says about charity. Faith, hope, and charity are a trinity of archangels who are dedicated to helping us regain our natural traits of kindness, trust, and faith in the highest good. Charity is the twin flame of Archangel Shumel. She has a great spirit that encourages us to undertake the spiritual practices of prayer and meditation. Prayer is the way we speak with the divine, and meditation is the way we open ourselves to receive answers we need to hear. Charity is also the angel who kisses the forehead of all those who pray in support of others. And I then. Love that. The extended message was the powerful Archangel Charity is drawing close to you at this time because she has recognized that you have goodness in your heart and you have put others first. She brings you thanks and support. Move into prayer and meditation with regards to any decisions you have to make at this time. You're being guided to take the time to breathe and to receive. Know that you will have a real surge of intuition when it comes time to move forward. Thank the angels for guiding you towards the highest good and welcome Charity into the space with you. So it's like that whole my whole prayer like that week and all my meditating and journaling I'd been doing is literally like was around others. So I just thought it was really cool that when I did the the angel pull, it was like she recognizes that you have been like putting others first. Um, so I just like, I don't know, it gave me goosebumps and it like really kind of like freaked me out a little bit. But that's like kind of cool to like, I don't know, know those things are, are happening. So keep meditating. Like cool things like this can happen. Yeah, I agree. I love when stuff like that happens. I have definitely had those moments as well doing like tarot pulls and stuff. Um, it's yeah, crazy. So it's so I. It's literally the same thing. It's not though. Okay, you sound like my dad. We don't believe in that. It's witchcraft. What about charity? The witch that just come and came and gave you kisses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. I. It's not that I think like. I think the biggest issue with tarot for me is the. I, I kind of associate it with like a Ouija board is like too many things and the negative can be used around that stuff. So like, I've, I've not had any negative pulls though. Yeah, no, I know. I think, I mean more like what people can use it for. That's what kind of makes me nervous. So like, that's why like I try to, I try to like really only fuck with the things that like explicitly say like in the light or of the highest good. Like, but I guess like in a way like Tarot can, like I guess it's like what your intention is like what do you go into it right. with 
Well, yeah. Um, Depending on what you, you know, if you believe in this, listen, I am not like, I don't live and die by it, but it's just, it's fun. You know, like I, Mm I, I remember when I was thinking about moving out of my parents' house, Mm -hmm. I was having a really hard time with it. Uh, mostly because, you know, traditional family stuff and all that. And Italian Catholic guilt. Yeah. So my friend, uh, my friend Annie decided to read my tarot and she was like, we'll just do one poll like and, you know, we'll see what what it is. And I'm like, "Okay, whatever. Like I this was before I moved to Queens and I was like, I I knew I had the option to do it. And I was like Mm -hmm. hesitating. So she pulled what I believe was the eight of swords. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that tarot card, it is a traditionally, I believe, a woman who is blindfolded and she is just surrounded by daggers like nothing looks positive about that card so i was just like jesus christ of course i pulled this right now and she's yes yes i've seen this okay so she was like no no it's it's good and i was like what are you talking about and she explained it to me she was like you notice there's a sword behind her and her hands are tied she knows she has the option to cut herself loose if she wants to and i was like Oh, yeah. It says it like she quickly realizes that she can escape her predicament, like getting go of her limiting beliefs and establishing a new, more empowered mindset. Anyway, I decided to move the next week. (laughs) The water pool did her feet suggest that her intuition might see what her eyes cannot. Yep. That's really fucking cool. So ever since then, I mean, okay, I I realized what I just said. I was like, don't like take it all to heart. But in that particular instance, it felt as though. You know, I mean, listen, if it was like you pick up and move to Italy, like that would have not been possible. But I'm saying like, you know, I think I think you I so I don't believe in coincidences. I don't like um, I I and yes, like there's a lot of things that like if I read my Zodiac or whatever, my horoscope tomorrow and it's like you have a difficult decision to make today. Am I going to be like, oh, my God, what is it going to be like? Right. It's telling me my whole truth. No, of course not. But again, if I. Do if I believe in like God, the universe, and all these other things, then I have to believe that then there is no such thing as coincidences, right? Like there are all of these messages that we are able to receive. So I think all that was is just like, even if that like tarot card was like one of seven things you received that week telling you to do this, it was the it was the last straw that finally helped you make that decision. And would you argue that it was a good decision you made? Oh, it was great. I mean, How- yeah. How was your relationship with your parents changed from when you moved home to when you moved out? I mean, from when you lived home to when you moved out. Uh, it was not good at first because uh, I didn't have any furniture. <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't let me take my furniture. So, but then, like, I think when they saw that, like, I was serious about, like, I don't think they thought that I was actually going to do it. And that's not on like me. That's more no. like because no one in my family ever did it. Like, I was going to say that that has nothing to do with you. It's because they literally had never seen that happen. Right. So they just assumed I was going to do this for like a week, and then realized like, oh, actually, I want to come home. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I but I didn't do that, uh, and I just kept working and got a bed and you know my friend Annie same person who did my tarot let me her cot to sleep on for like two weeks um and thank you Annie uh and then you know eventually my parents were like all right we'll help you go like furniture shopping uh you know uh I guess when they saw that like I was just going to live there 
it was not also they weren't thrilled about the situation because it was two dudes that I was moving in with the fucking dude who bought the 85 pound 1980s juicer and the guy that ended up moving away and then uh Christina moved in so thank god for that yeah. but also so would you say um okay and what did we learn um <laughs> what would you say that how your relationship with your parents has shifted like do you think overall it was positive or negative whatever uh, I think it was positive uh I don't know it's sometimes I think it's positive because then I was excited to go home for holidays and stuff and you know how can I miss you if you never fucking leave right yeah exactly so um you know I I, I don't know I think it worked out I was pretty exactly. happy exactly so there's no such thing as a coincidence like you needed you needed that affirmation to to grapple with your guilt although Italian Catholic guild will always uh, find a say, way to surface. I don't, think, I don't think that'll ever really go away. I've talked to many a therapist. I was about to say therapy. <laughs> many therapy and have told you that uh, that it's well, not going to go away. Well, no, it's not. It's just how do we learn to to cope with it? It's like trauma and trauma, right? Like trauma with a capital T and lowercase trauma. Like it's just how we learn to cope with it like there are some days where i'm like i fucking got this right like my my past my anxieties and all these other things you can't touch me i'm so elevated and have learned how to cope like a fucking warrior then there are some days where i'm like i feel like i'm right back at square one but we're not we're not it's the fact that we're aware of it really means that we'll never be back at square one that's right that's right look at us growth (laughs) from what from from having to buy our friends' pregnancy tests in a CVS, <laughs> to us talking about there's no such thing as coincidences. Yeah, that and was trauma. <laughs> what what did we learn? Apparently, we learned a lot. <laughs> a whole lot, Colo. A whole should, lot. Should I add that to my series of children's books starring rats that I plan on writing? I'll, yeah, one of them could be like, what did we learn? What did we learn? I don't know what the details of that are going to be, but yeah. I can come up with some really good creative stuff. You actually know who would be better at that than at me? My sister. My sister has like the most creative mind out of anybody I know. Her issue is uh, the follow through, but if you <laughs> like someone with like good creative, like if she just meets like the right person with all those tools, it'll be quite the beautiful birthing of an amazing I don't even want to know what like, I feel like it's like I feel like a shift in the universe will occur. Um, I was trying to think of the other uh oh, it was the the rat's children's book about how to ride the subway. I was about to say, what was it called? Don't bring a rat on the subway. <laughs> no, I don't know if we we called it, but we we had a few. We had a few like the rat member, like the rat like makes friends with the pigeon. Yeah, Pasquale. yeah, yeah. Pasquale. Uh Pasquale. We have such every time we mention that fucking pigeon, we immediately like just respond with like adoration like you ever oh, realized that yes we're always and like oh pasquale and then we go oh pasquale like as shit. if we've known him our whole life i'm so mad oh i know where i read it um oh god okay so uh the band the wonder years celebrated the mm-hmm. 10th anniversary of their first two albums uh mm-hmm. and of course i bought like the deluxe vinyl box set because those two albums are very important to me uh, but uh, the the Hank the Pigeon was their mascot for those two albums. And I read something in the little bonus booklet that they sent uh, with the, the box set. And it was like, we very specifically picked a pigeon to be our mascot because... Oh, yeah, I saw this on your Instagram. But sorry, yeah, go ahead. But they're, because they're resilient and uh, they basically survive everywhere. 
And I'm like, that is so true. Like, where do you go that there aren't pigeons? Okay, maybe I don't know what it's like up in like Antarctica, but like they're mostly everywhere. Pigeons are everywhere. And they literally survive everything. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That just gave that goes right back to what we were saying before, though. Isn't that like the most accurate description, too, of like New Yorkers? Right. That's the thing I'm afraid my children won't have. But now I feel better about it because I'm going to just haze them a little bit and make them uh, figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like pigeons are almost even more resilient because like I can't picture myself surviving in like like Kansas or something. But uh, I don't know. You, I guess- yeah, no, you definitely cannot. Honestly, I don't think I can either. But I, I like a city. I, I'm very proud about that fact. I don't care. You know, like I like being <laughs> I don't I joke that as like I don't like people, but I like to know that they're there, you know? Like That's true. That's literally well, so true. Well, my girlfriend and I drove out to the desert uh a couple months ago just for like a little birthday getaway for her. I was like very alarmed. Uh, it's it's beautiful, but I was like, there is literally we're driving on a single road into the middle of nowhere. Like that freaked me out so much. And there's like nothing really around you, right? Nothing, nothing. Like for miles, it's yeah, one road. Would, that would fuck with me a little bit. It was oh, crazy. Well. It was beautiful, but it was insane. Uh, like I don't know. I just I like I Isn't need to see where like Burning Man is. Like in scenarios like that, or like places like that. Yeah, pretty much. We were we went to go visit Slab City, uh, which mm. is quote unquote, the last free place where people live out there in the middle of the desert. Um, it, look it up. It's it's wild. It's crazy. It's beautiful art, but um, could not pay me to live there. Um, I'm going to have to make sure I get my, uh, I got to go more out west. Like, I feel like I haven't, I will say this though, since we're like judging Kansas and like places like that. I'm not judging that. You live no, there. No. no, you know what I mean? Like, since we like are just like, we're making a lot of like assumptions about where we could or could not live. When I went to Oklahoma a few summers ago, I went to OKC, like Oklahoma City. To this day, to this day, some of the, like, one of the best steak dinners I've ever had was in that city. And the best gluten-free pizza I've ever had, again, to this day, like, I say it all the time, I want to go back to OKC to get that gluten-free pizza because it was so fucking amazing. So, like, I walked around Oklahoma City and I was like, you know what, call me surprised if I were here you know, if I weren't here and like someone had asked me like, oh, let's go visit Oklahoma or Oklahoma City, I'd be like, like, I honestly would probably like quoted like the Friends episode being like the Sooner State or like something really funny about like Tulsa. But I was actually there and I was like, you know what? That was, that would have been the most fucking idiotic thing I could have ever said. Like so uneducated for me to say something like that because it's actually one of the nicest cities I've ever been to. So I I'm, think like maybe I could adapt to something like that. I think any city I would be very adaptable to. Cities mm-hmm. vary though. Like I went to Phoenix last year uh, for work and uh, Phoenix I-, I thought was beautiful, but also it's like those cities that are built around colleges, mm-hmm. they uh, they all kind of look the same and I yep. it's weird. Um, Like, I can't imagine not being in college and living in that city. You know what I'm saying? It is so weird. The fact that your whole life revolves around, like, a semester or, like, an academic year. Right. It's so fucking bizarre. Like, families at Penn State used to have to plan, like, holiday – like, not, like, holidays, but, like, family visits and weekends around when, like, when there weren't uh, football games 
yeah the stadiums like it would be like just so packed on those weekends right. so if we had away games that's typically when people would have like people from out of town come visit or like family members come visit or when they would like celebrate dinners like make reservations at restaurants and stuff like that because you can't touch those places if it's game day yeah yeah like, i can't imagine that i i i you know like i'm like i said i'm a big city gal I'm a mm-hmm. New York City gal. I, if anything, I feel like I will end up back there at some point. But you know, I could I could also see myself in Chicago. I really loved Chicago a lot. Yeah. Um, I a lot of fucking snow. I know, but uh, you know, I really Chicago is just. I have I'm very romantic about Chicago. Both times I I went out there, I really loved it to the point mm-hmm. where I was like, maybe I should move here. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite happen. But you moved to a place with no snow. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I think about it all the time. Not necessarily California. I don't almost never think about California, but I do think about being in a place where there is no snow. Um, that does it's sound nice. To me. Interesting. Like it's like I forgot that it was January. Can't relate. I fucking woke up to a text message this morning being like, "Flurries will be starting shortly," and I'm like, "Why?" No, it was like <laughs> 85 here the other day. Okay, I hate you a little bit. Um. <laughs> I was also going to say something. There is one city. I would agree with that city sentiment. There is one city I don't think I could ever live in. And I just like, I'm always so underwhelmed. Can well, I I've been there. I've been there three times. What city? Is it Boston? Uh, Boston? Okay. So Boston would be my second one, but it's not my first ah. one. I could like, I could make Boston work, but I wouldn't be happy about it, but I could make Boston work. Another city. Hold on. I'm thinking. Austin. No, oh my god, I love Austin. Austin is great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. What's your city? I thought Pittsburgh. Boston. Pittsburgh. Wait, what's what's your gripe with Pittsburgh? I'm just so underwhelmed. <laughs> no shade to anybody who lives there. I don't know. I feel like for me, Steel city. So what, okay, so what I do appreciate about it is that there's so much history in that city, especially like American, like blue collar history. That like a lot of what. Mm, most quote-unquote middle class and i say most because obviously there are some outliers to that um it doesn't apply to everybody um i feel like a lot of that history is there that's really really cool but like eh, like like okay so this is like really really fucked up but so i went to visit the first time there um because i got into grad school there so i was doing like a tour and the guy who was like showing me around, like I got like a student who like is there and he was like telling me about the program and he was like showing me around. We were going through this tunnel and he was like, are you, he's like, he's like, oh, I love this part of the drive. Like outside this tunnel is like the most beautiful view of that like bridge, that like famous bridge. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's like the best view of the city. And he literally like, we get there and I'm like, okay. Like I was like, <laughs> so I feel so bad. Like to this day, I'm like, he definitely wanted more of a response from my face and I just didn't have it. I was just kind of like, I mean, he didn't know you got like, we have the best skyline. So he didn't know, I you mean, know, I, he knew I was from New York. So oh, I was okay. like, I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't even, I literally, I feel so bad to this day. Cause I'm like, Oh, he definitely wanted more from me and I just didn't have it. So ever since like that moment, I think it was maybe that it was just like, maybe it was like unfairly set expectations wise. Yeah. For that's me. What seems like uh philly though i like philly i like philly I like a lot philly. yeah i do love philly and obviously pa has a special place in my heart penn state my house in the poconos up there i just i fucking love pa but pittsburgh you just don't do it for me like i'd rather just keep going and go to columbus ohio like i love columbus it's one of my favorite cities 
You know, I've never been there, but I've heard you would like Columbus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would really, really enjoy Columbus. Have you been to DC? I-, I have been to DC. Yeah. Okay. So Columbus to me is like a more, if, if, um, there's like parts of DC that like, because of like Georgetown, uh, not, yeah. yeah, Georgetown, American University, like those little nuggets, um, Columbus has Ohio State technically. So if you can just take like those little nuggets of DC that kind of have those universities, but like put more emphasis on the fact that it's like a college, like a big, like it's a big 10 school. So if you put that vibe into it, but like the atmosphere of DC, that to me is Columbus. Like it's it's just so pretty. I, uh, I also went to, was it last year? Maybe was it I don't even remember. What is time? I went to D.C. also because I was on a work trip to Leesburg, Virginia, which uh, I did not plan on going to. But anyway, we decided to take the hour and a half does, drive. Does anyone plan to No, trust me. They Leesburg? still have plantation buildings there. So uh, they we drove the hour and a half to, um, to D.C. And mm-hmm. uh, so we mostly got to walk around at night, which is nice. We had dinner. We went to go see the monuments. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, walking around there, it felt like Brooklyn a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yep. don't know what about it made the it brownstones. Feel, maybe and some of the brick buildings, like I like mm-hmm. you could I like closed my eyes and spun around. You could have told me I was like on Third Avenue or something. Yep. You know, um, their metro is also. I really enjoy their metro. Like I've been to like I've, I've taken metro in a few cities. Like Toronto is actually a really cool one too. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy the DC Metro too. I say, I say to this day, DC is my favorite city. While we're on the Canadian side of things, you've been to Toronto. I've not been, I would love to go. Uh, I I told you this, it's the New York of Canada. I know, but have you been to Montreal? Because I have been to Montreal. No, I want to go so bad. And I really want to go to Vancouver. But Montreal is like higher up on my list because it's like old Europe, right? Like everything's like very, very European. And they speak French. Bonjour. It was for real. Like I would go into like a Tim Hortons for coffee, uh, and they immediately assume that you speak French Canadian. So like they'll start with bonjour and like start, and I'm like, oh, can I get? And then they start speaking in English. But um, (laughs) oh, you stupid American! Never mind. (laughs) We were up there for a comedy festival that uh, my team was doing, and I remember we had booked this Airbnb in this like little trendy apartment building, like because it was right around the block from the theater. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, you're in the red light district. I'm like, this is the red light district. And they're like, yeah, there's a strip club across the street called Pussy Corp. And uh, there was. Wow, they, they they are not subtle. I like that. No, they definitely weren't. I'll uh, I'll show you a picture if I find you it. You know I- exactly what you're getting from that place. No. Mm-hmm. And it was across the street from the theater. And I was like, what? But but Anna, if you saw the neighborhood, you you what like it did not look like a red light district. Like it was every, the fl- the streets were so clean. Like that is that is very European though. It is. And yes, it's so European. It is. I have some beautiful photos of Montreal, but so I you're gonna so you're funny. gonna go to Toronto and I'm gonna go to Montreal. Yeah. Well, I just think it was funny that the guy said it was the red light district because Pussy Corp was across the street. Um <laughs> the one place. <laughs> <laughs> really, this makes it the red light district? Like and like meanwhile, like probably around the corner there was like a school. <laughs> There might have been. I don't oh, know. I know. I'm telling you, Europe, very European influenced. I like everything named after French things. It was pretty sounding. But yeah, I have some great friends. I thought you were going to say you like, it. <laughs> like things named after pussy. 
I mean, I don't hate things named after. I, I'm telling you, I like the idea. Like, let's start naming things more obviously. Like, so I know exactly what I'm getting with it. Pussy Corp sounds like a business, though. Like, I mean, and all strip clubs are businesses. And, but this no, is like, I mean, like a chain. Like, it's like, it's like a, like a corporation strip club. That's essentially like, yeah, they should sell like sex toys. They didn't. And I'm trying to think if there was a sex shop on that block. I don't think there was. It was just Pussy Corp. Man, Canada must have really low standards for their red light district. I feel like we need at least like, I feel like there are places in New York City that have multiple sex-themed things, and we would never call that a red line district. No. We'd be like, that's just ABC. That's just Alphabet City. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I'm trying to think, when was the last time you saw a sex thing in New York that wasn't just, like, a regular, like, sex shop? Remember Condom World when we were in high school? Everyone's like, yeah. we got to go to Condom World. I was like, this is so stupid. What the fuck? Uh, well, there's, like, sh- I mean, I've seen, like, strip clubs. Like, well, I'm sorry. They're called Gentlemen's Club. Even though that's what? fucked up, women enjoy them too. Yeah, there's gentlemen's clubs all over the place. Oh, oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like, I don't know, like the seedier stuff is not like around like, anymore. Like, uh, like, well, we don't, we can't have sex shows in New York. I don't think, I don't think that's legal. Not, no. But can you in, can you in Nevada, like Vegas? I don't Isn't know. It, there's like a few places in New York. I feel like you can. I'm gonna Google that and I'm gonna verify that fact. <laughs> Um, I know. Yeah, I know that you have that. You can't have sorority houses in the tri-state area because more than eight women living in a residency is considered a brothel. <laughs> you know, I'm actually gonna. I'm also gonna verify if that's true or not because I feel like that rumor has spread everywhere. Because that used to also be said at Penn State. Oh, really? I, Until I, I had to be like, I had to be like, no, honey, that is not what happened at all that is not an ordinance you all have the reason why sorority have they have on campus housing and not uh houses is mm-hmm. because um back i think after i can't remember which war but basically there were a lot of men that like had once they had access to the gi bill they came back and higher education was like super super booming after that war so a lot of men were coming back and they missed that camaraderie so a lot of them joined like that they received in the military so they joined fraternities and basically as like an act of service sororities gave up their houses for the fraternities because as they were growing they gave them up but they agreed that they would do it for like they made the agreement with the university that the university would then provide them space so that's how sorority like sorority residence halls came to penn state now penn state has allowed women to like to bid on homes like if they become available in like uh greek row so they can do that again but like that was actually what it was like but women used to say that That all the time that is such a fucking shit end of the deal for sororities I mean, yes, but they they got like nicer housing. Technically, at that time, it was nicer. The men like need their camaraderie. They the men need their camaraderie. The women don't need their camaraderie. Maybe that's but, why everybody's always trying to stab each other in the back. Well, yeah, but also think about it that that was what like women didn't like. Women didn't have what you and I have now. So for them, it was like oh, we're taking up this space. Like, the men should be here. However, at least they negotiated, like, to be like, oh, but we're not getting nothing for this. Like, you're going to provide us housing now. And so that is why it anytime, like, I, be- I believe, but anytime the university has to have some type of planning around residence halls, like, they have to keep that in mind and make sure that the women do have spaces in which they can then live too. Like, they can't just be like, oh, we're going to close down all these, like, residence halls. Like, you kids can, like, 
live like in regular residence halls housing like it's like they can't do that because of that so and well, i do think at the time it was like they got a better deal like some of these houses didn't have heat at least they got heating on campus you know well now i'm curious uh you got to find that out for me about new york city because i would believe- i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up now I'm kind of like, man, I'm going to be a little bummed if it's not true, um, even though it's a fucked up law. But it's like, I feel like I, that's all I've known. And then I'm going to be yeah. like, I uh, when I went to St. Francis, uh, what was it? Polytech was the other school downtown Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And their fraternity had a frat house in a brownstone, which honestly, yeah. I think might just be a crime uh, because... <laughs> brownstones are beautiful and expensive mm-hmm. homes and this were they grandfathered in or did they all they just were live there? they were grandfathered right in and it wow. was terrible because that i've never seen like what a waste of a brownstone like i walked in there and there was like a hole in a door and i'm like this is i hate this, this. is just sad it was i hate it here like i'm like oh my god and also like i didn't know what like like their neighbors, like there's no way all the yuppies that live down there. Fucking Sarah Jessica Parker's got a house over there. Like there's no way she- Sarah Jessica Parker lives next to Frat House. Although I don't endorse using that word. Frat, frat. House. Yeah, I don't, use, I don't endorse using the word frat because I think frat is an enable. I think again, our language matters. Our words matter. When you call someone who's supposed to be of higher values right like they pledge themselves to like a ritual or higher values when you say frat you give them to permission to undermine those values where if i call you a fraternity man and you're not living to those values i can hold you accountable to that but i i basically like using frat is just like to me giving them permission to just like be fuck boys who i'm gonna are be, not living their values i'm gonna be honest with you most of the white fraternities that i knew were fuck boys whether i called them a frat or a fraternity and i think no one has ever held those men accountable for anything uh, in college or in life. Uh, and I'm, I know I'm making a broad statement, but I'm just, no, uh, as I, as someone who has like previously worked with them, like I used to advise a lot of them to like my own undergrad chapter. It's because a lot of people are just like, well, what do you expect? Like, they're just a bunch of frat boys, right? Like, it's like, we dismiss it, right? Like we just give them permission because we just associate it where if it's like, no, like you're better than this. You're supposed to be held to a higher standard, but it's because again, like, and I don't let like any of my students even use that language, even if they are associated with one, I'm like, you do not call yourself that. Like, cause it's like, you will not call me like, I don't know what the equivalent is, like a sorostitute or like a strat woman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's using the word sorostitute? What the fuck that is, is that? like popular. Yo, I'm telling you, look it up. Like TSM, like that's like total sorority move. Or like if you're on like Reddit and you're looking up like fraternity and sorority things, like that's what they will refer. Like they think it's like cool to use this language. And I'm like, uh, I am not that. I'm a Panhellenic woman. Like I have values and ritual that I've held myself to. Like, please fucking raise your bar and live by it like That's crazy don't, don't I, I lower think, me to your standards i think the the my my trigger happy response to this was also because there was this douchey frat fraternity man hey he doesn't go. deserve that though he was a piece of shit in college who would constantly uh say to me he was like he would do the same shit that you're doing but he was a piece of shit and he was like oh, you wouldn't call your country a cunt and i'm like no but i would call you a cunt please stop talking to me <laughs> I would call you a kind. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty big on things like that. Like, like, like again, language matters. If we're, if you ever want to change a culture, you have to probably, well, you have a lot of places we can start, but like language is arguably one of the easiest places to start, right? Like we can start exercising acceptance when we start using more language that's acceptable for more people. 
and oh. like right like like when we think about like inclusion or diversity right like if we start being more acceptable for people's like gender pronouns or their pronouns if they want to share it with us like language matters so if i can accept it there i'm showing like a like a culture shift in some way like more people will kind of catch on to it then other people will too so yeah language matters words your words matter yeah the theme of the week that's 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 my <laughs> message for the week your words matter we went from robbing your own kid to your words matter i think you're going to be a great parent oh thank you yeah, there's I so do. many like lessons to share can't wait to haze the little fuckers i know this would be great and they're gonna have a fun aunt that they could run to la to see or the city yeah or maybe i'll be by coastal by that time oh my god i would never have enough money to do that it's (laughs) not with that attitude (laughs) (laughs) this is fun should we do it again next week hell yeah all right well i'm anna i'm cola and we're two broads from brooklyn have a good night thank you Night.